Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from the lands of the Gadigal people. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know we're doing a listener survey and we want to hear from you about how you've found the show this year and how we can make it even better. It's short, anonymous, and you can find the link in our show notes. Now for ABC News Daily. It's been a worrying time for millions of Australians who've been caught up in hacking scandals this year. Medibank customers now have extra cause for concern, with the criminals starting to release their sensitive information on the web. Today, a cybersecurity expert on why the gangs will never be caught and how Australia became their target. I'm Kieran Martin. I'm a professor of government at the University of Oxford in the UK, and I'm in Australia this week as an advisor to CyberCX, a leading Australian cybersecurity company. Mm, and you're in Australia at a pretty interesting time because, Kieran, what is happening to Medibank customers here at the moment? It's just pretty horrible. Yep, it is certainly not a quiet time in Australian cybersecurity and it's a rough time for Medibank customers and these are horrible mm. events. I heard Minister O'Neill refer to the attackers as scumbags and I'd certainly endorse that when you're talking about people's medical records. And to traditional media companies to not publish the private information of Australians. If you do so, you will be aiding and abetting the scumbags who are at the heart of these criminal acts and I know that you would not do that to your own country. I'd say a few things about it. We've had data breaches for a long time now. Mm. Data breaches followed by extortion is a bit is a bit newer. Um, data breaching and extortion with healthcare data is quite rare because some of the criminals, not all as we've clearly seen, have at least some moral scruples. So this is a uniquely sort of horrible case. So what we saw was the information was hacked. Then Medibank was told to pay a ransom. Yeah. We know it refused to do that. And now these criminals have dumped that information on the web. Medibank wouldn't pay that ransom, but, but others have, haven't they? Other companies do pay ransoms like this. So again, details matter. Mm -hmm. Firstly, as I said, some of the gangs who do this type of thing do stay away from healthcare, clearly. This particular gang don't. The other thing is what people are asked for or charged ransoms for. Now, for the most part, and this is something in the cybersecurity business known as ransomware, for the most part, what's happened is hackers have actually gone into networks and locked those networks. They've encrypted all the data, and that means that the network doesn't work. So this happened to the Irish healthcare system in the summer of 2021. There's a commissioning body that organises the provision of healthcare, tells you where your appointment is, when your operation is going to be, that sort of thing. And hackers broke into that system and actually locked it out and demanded a ransom for the government. Now, the impact of that's quite different from, say, what's happened to um, Medibank, because the impact of that is that the system doesn't work, okay? And what the hackers have done here is they've clearly stolen at least some data. We don't quite know how much. And they're saying, we will publish it, we will leak it unless you pay us a ransom. 
But there's no way that the hackers, the attackers can prove that they've deleted the data. And there, there are a number of examples where companies have paid ransoms and then the hackers have come back and said, well, we'll publish it next month because we've still got it. So, you know, um, there, there is a different calculation in this case. And each case is, is different, and there's no way of paying off people not to publish data because you cannot prove that they've deleted it. Mm, the government and the Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, are certainly supportive of the ransom not being paid. Yeah. Anthony Albanese, he's a Medibank customer himself, like millions and millions of other Australians. This is really tough for people. I'm, I'm a Medibank private customer as well. And it will be of concern that some of this information has been put out there. Can I say this so? That the company has followed the guidelines effectively. The hackers, they've posted personal details on the dark web. Names, home addresses, birth dates, Medicare details in some cases, passport numbers. Please explain to me, what is the dark web? So the dark web is basically parts of um, connected web-based technology that aren't accessible through the normal search engine and through the normal type in a URL mechanism. Mm -hmm. So you and I, normal encounter with the internet is through uh, Chrome, Safari, whatever it is, and we type in something and the open internet, the World Wide Web says, okay, we'll take you there. You cannot get to these sites in that way. You need specialist but reasonably available at technology and in a sense, the purpose of the dark web, which is why there's so much criminality on it, is to make it harder to detect what you're doing and where you're going. So mm. it's a series of websites that are harder to get to. But if you know what you're looking for, you can you can get there. So you can't just Google the information. Absolutely not. And that's really important. There's no drop down menu saying search for your neighbour, so forth, search for mm. search for Prime Minister Albanese uh, and so on. But it is accessible to criminal gangs. It is accessible to criminal gangs. And again, as far as we know, in this case and many other cases, there's been no mass data dump yet, so there's certainly some data leaked. It will depend on what the criminals want to do with that mm. um, with that data. Do they want to sell it to other criminals? Do they want to try and do identity fraud, etc.? Tell me, Kieran, what do we know about these hackers? Well, um, three quarters of ransomware payments in 2021 were traced to actors in the Russian Federation. Mm -hmm. um, Russia is an unstable country with a huge amount of organised crime. Um, the relationship between the Russian state and these uh, groups uh, is pretty murky. You know, they're not directed by the state, but they're certainly tolerated by the state as long as they leave Russians alone. So they're basically gangsters who have evolved in that sort of lawless safe haven for criminality um, that is the modern uh, Russian uh, Federation. And indeed, some reporters um, in the UK for the BBC have travelled to Moscow and traced some of them down. They're driving around in flash cars. They are, you know, swanning around with the their ill-gotten gains because of all the payments um, of ransoms that have been made. And um, as long as they don't leave Russia, they're under no threat of arrest. So what you're saying is the Russian state aids and abets these criminals, making it basically impossible to ever actually catch them. Yes. I mean, occasionally, and there have been a few cases of this, you know, um, a 
particularly stupid one of these people goes on holiday to Cyprus and the FBI gets some intelligence and they don't return from Cyprus and spend 35 years mm. in American detention um, in, instead. But those cases are uh, rare um, and it is unconstitutional for Russia to extradite anybody. So even if relations were better uh, with Russia than they are, and obviously they're horrendous given the murderous invasion of uh, Ukraine, we won't expect to see any of these people in our courts. Mm, I guess the concern here in Australia at the moment is that we're not great at protecting this sort of data because we've had two huge breaches this year, Optus and now, of course, Medibank. Why is Australia such a target? Is it the fault of government? I think if you take the broad sweep of the last 10 years, you know, Australia hasn't um, performed any particularly better or worse than comparable uh, countries. Uh, rich, highly digital, English-speaking countries like Australia, the US, Canada, the UK uh, are particularly vulnerable. I can understand that people in Australia are thinking, well, are we uniquely uh, vulnerable? I think if we'd been having this conversation a year ago, there were some really serious problems in Western Europe and North America, uh, and Australian cyber breaches were relatively uh, quiet. So there's a little bit of this where it sort of ebbs and flows. I think the real lesson and this wake-up call for all of us and what's happening in Australia is getting a lot of attention in the UK and in the US and elsewhere is a reminder that secure storage of data really, really matters for economic and social uh, well-being and that this problem, you know, there, there's no way in the next 10 years, whatever happens with this horrendous war, it seems highly unlikely Russia is going to be a stable, prosperous state that's free of the scourge of cyber criminality. So we're just going to have to toughen up our defences across the board. But we're going to have to do that in the UK. We're going to have to do that across Western Europe. So the one thing I would plead with anybody listening to this is don't think that we can't do anything about this threat, this problem. There's loads we can do. We can't eliminate the risk of it, there's too much of it, but we can certainly reduce the risk of it happening and can reduce the severity of it when it does happen. Mm, and while we go about improving our defence systems, what for customers? I mean, there's been these big hacks in Australia. Some people would have had their information taken twice because they will be customers of Optus and they will be customers of Medibank. Does that make it even worse for them? Well, I certainly would sympathise and I'm not trying to minimise um, the extent of the harm done to people and the, the worry and stress that it, that it causes. If you're on the Optus list, um, it's not a question of one size fits all. It depends whether or not you know your passport data is involved or just a more basic uh, data entry. Mm. Um, if passwords are involved, then you know um, if you've reused that password somewhere else, make sure you change it because that could be you could be vulnerable elsewhere. But it's not just as simple as oh, I was a customer of this company, therefore I'm at this particular level of risk and I must do that. It depends on the detail. So just take some time. Don't panic. Um, we're letting the criminals win if we if if we if we panic. But try to assess the risk that you're at and take the sensible steps to mitigate that risk if you can. Mm, and Kieran, I know that you can't go in the mind of a Russian hacker, a Russian criminal, but would you expect that they will dump more of this information on the dark web or now the ransom not being paid is at the end of it? So I want to be clear that I'm not talking about the Medibank um, case specifically mm -hmm. uh, because I don't want to give false reassurance. What I do want to say is that uh, sometimes we have to hold our nerve mm. because sometimes, you know, 
the data sets aren't as extensive as they thought they were. I'm not saying that's the case here. I'm just saying that that's happened uh, in the past. And actually, there are cases where this information isn't of a great deal of use to criminals. So there are cases where organisations have refused to pay the ransom and the criminals have quietly gone away. And that means that staring them down is sometimes the right thing to do. Kieran Martin is the former head of the National Cyber Security Centre in the UK. Medibank says it expects the hackers to continue posting files on the dark web and will work around the clock to inform customers of what data it believes has been released. The health insurer has lost more than a billion dollars in market value. This episode was produced by Flint Duxfield and Chris Dengate, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer this week is Sydney Pete. I'm Sam Hawley. Don't forget to take our survey. It's in the show notes. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.